generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1 through verse 9. Media help us. In the first sentence, I laid a foundation along the lines of united. Y-O-U-N-I-T-E-D. United. It's good to see you, baby. United. You being integrated. Because one of the enemy's biggest strategies is division. A divided life is a defeated life. If you're writing down, you might want to write that down. If the heart is divided, the life will be defeated. If the heart is divided, that life will be defeated. A divided life is a defeated life. In fact, prayers, a prayerful people who are divided, that's sort of an oxymoron, but it's possible because, you know, there are different kinds of prayers. A, a praying people who are divided will achieve much less than a united people who are not praying. And that's why when it comes to the altar of prayer, the enemy does everything to divide your attention. Because he knows that distracted prayer is ineffective. So Jesus says, when you pray, go into the closet. In other words, close certain things down. Look at somebody say, close down Instagram when you pray. We live in the generation, Mandos Kalova Supraka. Ah, how many likes have I gotten? <laughs> so I'm, I'm praying about my followers. I'm mentioning them by name. <laughs> Ever since I heard of your faith. <laughs> That's just make mention of you in my prayers. The enemy will create all kinds of bells and whistles to distract you. Look at what Jesus said. He said, if you will say, watch this, to these mountains... If you say to this specific, so the potency of prayer is not just in its volume, but its specificity, its intensity. And that comes with unity, that comes with being united. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 9 together, loud and clear. Genesis 11, 1 to 9, at the count of 3, 2, 1, we read. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do now. Nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down. And they confused their language. That they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad 
over the face of all the earth. Somebody say amen. amen. Father, we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Let this eternal truths be distilled into fine and applicable points in every area of our lives. More so let the spirit of unity move upon this house. Bind hearts together. Bind minds together. Hold marriages together. Keep homes together. Keep kings together. Keep the body of Christ across the earth together. That will do mighty things in the earth. To the glory of your name in Jesus' name. Amen. We live in what is possibly the most divided generation since the beginning of time. Possibly the most divided generation. Like there's so many divisions. Woman of God is good to see you with a baby. So many divisions, rivalry, contention, bitterness, acrimony. Have you noticed that even online, you are busy just writing your post. But then people start arguments in the thread on your behalf. Like, like they feel like you've not exhausted your quotients of debate for that week or that month. Arguments. And so people are divided between APC and PDP, between uh, Democrats and Republican, between North and South, between, give me some more, uh, feminism and maninism. <laughs> Help me, give me some more. But between what? Hurts men and hurts women, or tail women, as the case may be, between rice and beans. Argument between tithe and grace, law and grace. Argument between Ghanaian jollof rice <laughs> and Nigerian jollof rice. Argument. Now, you could just say, well, uh, uh, where people are just bored or jobless, but let me propose to you that there is an undertone of demonic attack. And so one of the major things that is happening is that disagreement is not necessarily bad. Disagreement can be bad, but disagreement does not need to lead to division. And I don't have to dishonor you to uh, disagree with you. Are you following this? And so what the enemy is really going after is not varying points of view. What the enemy is really going after is division in the hearts. Because if I can divide your heart, you will never be whole, you will never be complete, you will never be enough, if you will, to fulfill the purposes of God. Understanding that your heart is like a tank, it's like a vessel, it's like a tank. The Bible says the counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water and the man of understanding draws it out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So your heart is like a tank, but your heart can be punctured, fractured, divided. Why? So that the contents of that tank will keep leaking out. Why does the devil attack your heart so much? The Bible says that God you had with all diligence for out of it proceeds the issues of life. What does that mean? That if I can break your heart, I can lick your life. If I can get enough pressure on you, if I can get enough tension on you, if I can allow the cares of this world 
to weigh heavily on you. If I can get you to misinterpret the motives of men, the circumstances you're going through, the challenges of the nation, if I can get you into a place where your heart is weighed down, what's going to happen? The substance of your life, the substance of eternity that God has invested in you will keep leaking out. Have you ever tried this before? You had a bowl that was broken, a bowl of water that was broken, and you were trying to fill a bucket of water at the other end with a bowl of water. What happened to, to you? You filled it on one end. By the time you got there, what happened? And many of us, the enemy attacks us with heartbreak on our journey to fulfilling our purpose. So that you can leak out before you get there. Are you following this now? And so there are people who got into relationships without following the leading of the Holy Spirit. They got into relationships and the relationships destroyed their hearts so much that by the time the person ordained for them actually showed up, they had nothing left to give. Because the heart was broken. Look at somebody say we're going to get united today. I thank God even if your heart was broken. God is not a welder. God is not a blacksmith that's going to patch it with some molten metal. He says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. God is not just going to fix your heart today. He's going to give you a new heart. That amen needs some eba. I said God is going to give you a new heart. For somebody after this service, you're going to go, I'm not hurt anymore. I'm not dealing with bitterness anymore. I'm not cantankerous anymore. I'm not heavy-headed anymore. You need to say a louder amen than that. So if I can break your heart, if I can divide your heart, I can divide your life force. What does the word say? It said that a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things so if my heart is broken and the treasures are negatively impacted then i don't have so much more to give that's why the very first thing god changes when you get saved is your heart the first thing it changes he doesn't even give you a new language first are you getting this he gives you a new heart first because if you speak a new language and you have an old heart, you will use the language to express the wickedness of your heart more eloquently. So Ezekiel 36 says, I will take out their hearts of stone and give them hearts of flesh. Which one is more easily broken, stone or flesh? Which one is more easily broken, broken? a stony heart but a heart of flesh is organic and flexible that when it's hurt it can grow out of the pain some of y'all didn't get that in other words God said that the heart of the believer is not stone that is broken by every form of pressure but that when pressure comes upon the heart of the believer the life force of God in it is what comes out so when that's what Jesus said if somebody says go a mile with me Go to. He says, someone slaps you on the face. He said, don't slap them back. Return the other cheek. Now the other cheek is not show them that you have worry. Sometimes I show them your other side. No, he's saying, don't allow their foolishness become your mentorship program. Because if they slap you and you slap them, you've been enrolled in your school of <laughs> slaponomics. So the lost cattle them abroad from there over the face of the earth. 
What is the story about, many of us have heard the story before, is the story of building of the Tower of Babel. As a matter of fact, the people didn't call it the Tower of Babel. The people who recorded it called it the Tower of Babel because Babel means confusion. What happened was that God gave man uh, an instruction. The mandate to man is fill the, the earth, spread abroad, go to the ends of the earth, irrigate the earth, cultivate the earth. But they say, you know what, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to spread across the earth. I want to build something. So they were trying to build vertically when God was saying spread horizontally. This is still the problem of a generation. A generation that wants to build I instead of us. So this generation is thinking of accumulating wealth in one spot instead of spreading provision across the earth. The issue with the Tower of Babel was not what they were gathering to do, but why they were gathering to do it. The motives of the heart. The words is that they were united. The unity got God's attention. The unity got God's attention. This was not the revival service. This was not a tent meeting revival. This was not a prayer meeting. They were not praying the Holy Ghost. They were not sowing seeds. They were not waiting on the Lord. But unity got attention. Let me quickly give you four major things that unity attracts. Number one, unity attracts God. Unity attracts God. The very first thing we find here. Of course, we know that in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible would say that as often as... Jesus, or rather God walked with man in the cool of the evening as he would. But this is that time where we're seeing them. They're not even in the garden. They're outside of the garden. This is several years after the fall. But God said, let us come down. Look at what, God, what the word says. Come, let us. Come, let us. Go down. You know how we used to pray back then? Uh, God, come down. God, come into this place, right? Now, when the Bible says God came down, what's it speaking about? Is it saying that God was not in the place before? Because we know that God is omnipresent, isn't he? That means that there is no place where God is going to where he's not already. Talk to me, somebody. So, wherever God is going to, he's already there. But when it says that God came down, he's talking about that active engagement of his essence, of his attention. That's what he's talking about. They didn't pray. They were just united and they got God's attention. If you want God's attention on your marriage, be united with your wife. Oh, some of you are still single. Be united on credit. <laughs> some of you all didn't hear what I just said. So whilst you're still single, somebody say, I'm united with my husband. Men, see, I'm united with my wife. Some of y'all didn't say nothing. They didn't pray. They didn't sing hymns. They didn't take the communion. Nobody paid tithe. But the Bible says that the God God's attention. Could it be possible that the reason we're not seeing so much of God is that we're talking so much about ourselves? No matter of speaking in our lives, what God got attention, Genesis 11, they were together. 
How did the Holy Ghost come to inaugurate the church in Acts chapter 2? The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, then the disciples were gathered in one accord and in the Bible specifies the why because you can be in one place and not be in one accord. It's possible to be in the same boat but you're not rowing in the same direction. You're about to say kokorotinje for arefoloa. In all the words, let me say it in English. Kokorotinje for. It means that the thing that is destroying the plants is connected to the plant. In other words, proximity is not the same thing as alignment. And the fact that you're close does not mean you're cooperative. In fact, Jesus betrayed, rather, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Look at somebody say, be careful who kisses you. Some of y'all didn't look at nobody. Look at somebody say, be careful. See, Judas kissed Jesus. Not everybody who hugs you is giving you life. So the fact that somebody's near you does not mean they're helping you get nearer to God's purpose concerning your life. So watch this. God showed up. The early church, they were gathered together in one accord. It's not talking about Honda. <laughs> in one place. Please notice this. The time was right, but that was not the only piece of the equation. When the time, the time, day of Pentecost had fully come, they were gathered in one place. I pray that when the time for that prophecy comes, you will be gathered in one place. In other words, if the time is there but you're divided, you will miss the flight. Do you know if you check in your luggage but you're not present at the point of departure, you miss the flight? That's division. A part of you is ready, a part of you is not. I proclaim concerning every kind of internal crisis, conflict in your mind, conflict of interest, double-mindedness, confusion, dilly-dallying, wishy-washing, that by the Spirit of God, that thing is judged. Disunity is judged in your life. Division is judged in your life. Every kind of satanic strategy is judged in your life. Your amen can be louder than that. So the very first thing, God, when there is unity, number two, growth happens when there is unity. When things come together as God designed them, growth happens. So we're blessed by God's grace to have two children, only two biological children on the face of the earth for now. <laughs> but see that I couldn't produce Carmine and Ronald by myself. Something I had had to be released. <laughs> Who are those people catching deep revelations? Look at somebody say, release what you have. <laughs> to the right people. <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> Something I had had to be released. And something she had had to be released. And then there was a, un a uniting 
to create something that neither of us could have produced alone. So where there is unity, there is amplified productivity. Where there is unity with, between the right people, what happens is there's an explosion of possibilities. An explosion. One stone can never start a fire. You need two stones. One knife can never sharpen itself. It says iron sharpens iron. So does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. And you know something says when, when iron is sharpening iron, what do you see happening? Sparks are flying. And some of us will run away from the sparks. The sparks are an indication that you're getting sharper. Please help us reduce. Look at somebody say the sparks are a sign that you're getting sharper. Do you know what many people think? Say, God sharpened me, sharpened me, sharpened me. For any edge to become sharper, it loses part of itself. What makes you sharper is that something that used to be a part of you is being greeted out and, and being sharpened out. Come on, somebody. A part of you is actually being, you don't hear what I'm saying right now. Left to me because, you know, my mind, I have many tabs open in my mind. And so in my, co my computer, I think last time I saw it, like 90 tabs open. Computer. Now, what I do digitally, I used to do physically. So I have like 90 books around my bed. You know what I'm saying? But God used her to sharpen. So now I know how to arrange the books and the magazines and the newspapers. Some of us, when God is beginning to sharpen us, we run away from it. Don't run away from the knife that was sent to sharpen you. In fact, if the person you're with, either in leadership or work or mentorship or discipleship, agrees with everything you agree with, you will never grow. Because the growth gap is revealed at points of difference. My goodness. So growth happens. The Bible says in the early church, they were united in one accord. And what happened? There was a massive growth. Look at somebody say, we're growing. I love the energy, but can you shout aloud and say, we are growing. Acts chapter 4, 31 to 35. Acts chapter 4, 31 to 35. Please watch this. So number one, where there is unity, what happens? God. I pray by the spirit of God that you see a heightened manifestation of divine life. You will see God at work. Jesus sent them out in twos. One shall put a thousand to flight. Two shall put ten thousand. When God gives you a partner, he's not trying to disrespect you or discount your intelligence. He's actually recognizing your intelligence that can go exponential when you have somebody else. He sent them out in twos. When God was going to make man, he didn't say, let me. What did he say? Look at somebody. Say there are some things you can never make until you have an us mentality. 
Some of you feel like you're doing well now. You're having 50 clients and customers. You don't realize that just one staff, one marketer, one salesperson, one innovator, one inventor, the person does not need to have a PhD in beggary making for your business, your food business to explode. The person might just know how to design or brand. And what you were calling Amola, 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 he will call it some kind of fine name. He can call it some kind of brown paste. I don't know what it is for your market but God will send people into your life who might not be as smart as you are but they'll be carrying the DNA of exponential explosion and one idea that they bring into your space will change the story if I'm not talking to you remain seated if I'm talking to you look for a neighbor slap them a palm burn and blister inducing fever peach high five and tell that person unite look at somebody say growth is coming Growth is coming. Unite! You may be seated, please. Acts chapter 4, 31 to 35. Acts 4, 31 to 35. Do you have it, guys? Look at this. Let's look at it together. What does it say? And when they had... What happened? Where they... Where they... Together, together, to get there, to get there. For many of us, our journeys are too great to run alone. In fact, we have a calling ministry upon your life, what God has sent to build a, a business. That is kingdom centric, an organization, a team, a family that is kingdom centric. That journey is not a solo race. He's going to send partners into your life. And the Lord is sending the real and right partners in this season. What makes a difference between six zeros and one million is just one. So watch this. It is not the number of partners, but the quality of partners. Because it's better to have one one behind my zero than to have five other zeros behind my zero. Oh, come on, help me here. Come, come, come help me, come help me. If you have five zeros, damn it, join us. You have five zeros, Darren, join us. You have five zeros, uh, Josh, come. You're the one because you're wearing black. You are the one that I love. All right. Now, if, if I'm a zero, I'm a zero, and I say, I want more partners, I want more people, I want more people, I want more partners, and I have another zero, what have I become? What have I become? Zeroa. Zero, zeroa. Zeroist. Are we taking up more space? Not everybody who's taking up space is delivering value. So I have more zeros. Another zero? How many elements? Sorry, I'm calling elements. <laughs> Periodic table. How many elements do we have? Okay. Another zero. How many elements do we have? Five zeros. If I'm a one, I'm a zero, and he's a one, and he joins me, what do I become? I become a ten. So I don't have as many elements but I have the right element. 
May the Lord deliver you from every draining, divisive, depleting, denigrating relationship and partnership that is keeping you busy but bound, keeping you occupied but empty, keeping you tied down and going nowhere. May your eyes be open in the season, Paul, to recognize your Barnabas coming, Peter, to recognize your John. May God open your eyes, Paul, to see Silas. I pray in the season that Moses, you will find your John. Joshua, Leko Suprataya, you will no longer waste your time, your mind, your emotions, your soul running after the wrong thing. Somebody shout, yeah, 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 yeah. Slap yourself a high five and shout, I'm growing by unity. Says when they had prayed, thank you very much, folks. God bless you. The place where they were assembled together was how many of them were filled with the Spirit? And they spoke. Please notice this. Gen Acts chapter chapter 1. Got in the upper room. And then the spirit of God came upon them. Acts chapter 2, right? They were together. Wasn't that so? And the spirit came upon them. Acts chapter 4. When they had prayed, they were assembled how? Then. That means there is a connection between unity and the moves of the supernatural. you know that Jesus, when he was going to multiply thousands of bread and two fish, he told them, he said, gather the people to sit in clusters. You will not enjoy certain levels of multiplication until you're gathered in your cluster. You understand that? There are some circles that can only give you addition. And you will get frustrated trying to force a relationship that can deliver addition to deliver multiplication. Oh, come on. Now the multitude of those who believed were off. Next line, please. Now the multitude. What does multitude mean? Tell me. Many people. Multi, plenty. In other words, being many does not mean we can't be united. Oh, somebody didn't say that. In other words, you can be many and be united. You can be few and be divided. The reason my organization or my ministry or my outreach or my team or my is because we're too many. No, that's not why. It is because there is no central focus, rallying point that gives life to the team. Because it says the multitude of those, you know, someone says to me, the reason Nigeria is the way it is, is because we are too many. It is not because we are too many, it's because we have too many interests. So the Yoruba man has his interest. In the Yoruba, the Ekiti man has his own. The Jabu man, the Oyo man, the... Give me some more. Elijah, Egba, Akoko, Miokoko, Koko, Wanenu Gari. All of that. Too many interests. So it's not the multitude of people, but the multitudes of interest that causes division. So you want to work on a contract, somebody's interest is not about having multiple roads. It's about hammering. Somebody's interest is about fixing the road, but fixing it so that his people can say he's doing well. You see that now. They can even do the right thing for the wrong reason. It says the multitude who believed were off. 
Why your voices, please help me. Of and let's exercise this. When I raise my hand, please say one heart. When I raise my hand, say one soul. Can we go? to you that in the original plan and agenda of God God made every human being to operate with the heart of Christ this is the reason it says if any man be in so Christ is the original model for humanity and a man doesn't have two hearts God doesn't have two hearts about you. It's not thinking of you prospering now. I'll punish you in 2022. You will, you, you will take. In 2020. He doesn't have two hearts. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. That I think towards you. Present continuous. That I think towards you. That I think towards you. With God there is no variable. There is no shadow of turning. God is light. And in whom? In him there is no darkness at all. It is pure light. It is complete entire light. And so what does God do? He begins to join the heart of his people. So that it's one. Now when that happened. What happened to the church? Help me here. Neither did anyone say. That. Any of the things he possessed. Why? Because. Okay, let's do this together because now I'm speaking with many voices. Let's be one. They had one. You know, if you just bought your car or just got a car, just got an iPhone, iPhone 11. Who has iPhone 11? All right. Nobody does. People are like, let me not raise my hand. <laughs> you have iPhone 11. And your friend says, I want to make a call. Your friend. You give it to your friend. Now, if your friend gets up, what will you say? Wait, where are you? This is your friend. What is the issue? The issue is not the phone. The issue is that your heart is connected to. And Jesus said, where a man's treasures. Where will his heart be? So that means if you give your heart, you won't hold back your treasure. This is why you must never worry about provision. Because on Calvary's cross, God gave you his heart. So Paul says, if he gave us his only begotten son, how much more will he not freely give us all things? So he's saying here that because they have one heart and one soul, none of them said, why? Out of the abundance of the, what happens? So the things I say, Things are mad. Now, you know, somebody will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That's not accurate 
when they said something that hurts you, I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it. That's not accurate. They actually meant to say it, but it didn't mean for you to hear it. More often than not. The subconscious had been saying it for a while. Oh, can I talk to somebody? <laughs> you see that now? How can the church become powerful? The body of Christ become powerful when the drive of my desire is so I can look better than my brother. So that God can give me a bigger car so that they will know. My God is good. Oh, hey. I don't know about yours. My God is good. Oh. Are you getting this now? The early church could only defeat Rome because there was synchronicity and synergy and togetherness. You know what Jesus said in Mark chapter 3 verse 25? He says that a kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. He said if the devil is fighting the devil, how can his kingdom stand? He said that he's going to stand till the end. The end of his kingdom. In other words, how do you end the kingdom of the devil in a place? By having a united front that divides his kingdom. Do you see this now? Oh, come and talk to me. This is why it's, it's possible to pray for three hours. But the hearts are, are not united. Jesus said, if two shall agree, as touching anything. What is said in Genesis 11? He said, because they are united, Daniels, there is nothing that they propose. Somebody say propose. He didn't say there is nothing they have money for. He's saying that a proposal with unity will do more than resources with division. Some of y'all didn't get that. Because some of you, God said, I'm going to give you this. Say, I don't have money. He's saying you don't understand what I'm saying. If you agree with me, I'll release the resources. Jesus didn't say whatever they have the money for will be done. Jesus didn't say whatever they have favor for. He said that now that they are united, I want to preach to somebody, if you can just get united, get together, pull yourself together, that loan can be paid. That issue can be resolved. Come on, somebody. That bill can be upset and overturned. That sickness in your mother's body can be healed. Who knows what I'm talking about? If you can be united, agree with God, the situation is going to turn around. If it's not you I'm talking to, it's okay to keep on looking the way you are. But if it's you I'm talking to, look at somebody and say, I will conquer by unity. If the church is going to become really powerful, we will not be thinking about whose building is bigger than whose building. Who's, come on people. He says none of them could call it their own. None of them. Because their hearts were so yielded. Do you know what their heart was? Their heart was the heart of Christ. It was the heart of Christ. I'm the good shepherd. I laid down my life for the sheep. When they had one heart and one soul, number three thing that comes where there is unity in the house. Somebody say unity in the house. Number one is what? God comes into the place. The power of the Holy Ghost moves in an untold dimension. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that where there is strife and envy, what does it say? He said there is every evil thing. How does every evil thing come into the place? I'll tell you what. Can I have a circle? My guys, please come and form a circle. This is what happens there. 
Join the circle. Join your hands in a circle. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. This is the united local assembly. This is the united marriage. This is the united corporation. This is the devil. He's fine, but it's the devil. He's handsome, but it's the devil. He's attractive, but it's the devil. And this devil has got about, let's have like five demon spirits. No, you're, you're not demon spirit. Like just bad things. Come, come. Yeah. The word says that we should maintain unity in the bond of love. Right? The devil's got plans for these guys. Because these guys are what God said was going to build. Jesus, NGOs are fantastic. Charities are great. Oil companies, we thank God for them. But Jesus, the only thing that promised to build was the church. So whatever God is committed to building, hell is resolved to breaking. You see that now. What gets heaven's attention secures hell's attraction. In other words, hell is always looking for what God is looking at. But the good thing is, they always come too late. So the devil wants to introduce lust into this place. He wants to introduce alcoholism into this place. He wants to introduce Yahoo, Yahooism into this place. Sashaism, Sashaism. Wants to introduce, uh, uh, pardon? <laughs> Perversion into that place. What's your name? No, I mean the example name. What is it? <laughs> Betting, gambling, whatever. You see, but these guys are spiritual, aren't they? So because they're spiritual and fervent, watch this. Who's lost again? You are lost. When lost is coming, because lost can be seen sometimes. Come on, people. When it's coming, they are quick to reject it. So he's not going to send lost. He's going to send apathy. Because you don't really know when you're becoming apathetic. Calm down. Don't carry this thing on your head. Are you the one that killed Jesus? Apathy creeps. It's stealthy. Lost comes with grimy hands and modded feet. Apathy just flows like an angel. And what does apathy do? Apathy does not break them. Apathy joins itself to them. Because when the devil can destroy a work, he joins himself to it. When the sower in Mark chapter 4 planted good seed, the devil didn't uproot the seed. He planted his own. Oh, come on, y'all. Look at somebody say, be careful who's joining you. Because some people join to disjoin. Some people join to dismember. Some people become a member to dismember. Once apathy joins, it has an attitude where she used to wake up early before by 4.30. She will calm down. She will be there to cover. Don't kill yourself. Hey, fine, girl. Take your time. Beauty sleep. You see your face. Now, once apathy is in there, we are no longer alert. And so, what's your name? Perversion. What are you? Yo, yo. Now, I won't come to later. 
alcoholism. Then what happens to you? Lost. Who are you again? Okay. Apathy comes laziness, indifference. And so when lust comes, and you know because apathy is in there, it can open the door for lust. What does that mean? Before, when you were gingered and energetic, you were not looking out for your money or breakthrough. You will notice that sister that is looking somehow. And you go and ask her, is everything okay? I should have told you, oh, there's one boy on my case. And this case is becoming a briefcase. <laughs> about to pack me away because you were alert and so you could deal with the issue but now that there is apathy you see people not looking themselves you don't really care they'll be fine even me I'm carrying my own cross how is your cross today you're carrying it thumbs up Jesus. you see the now so now it looks like there are more people this is why a thing can be growing numerically, but becoming weaker in character. Because volume does not always translate to value. Oh, am I teaching? And so what happens is lust becomes a part of the culture. This is how come you can have a prayer ministry where people are fornicating. Then lust comes with perversion. And you know what happens? Some of this, one of these people, one of them, who is spiritually alert and sensitive, is smelling something, something that's not quite right. And whispers to this person, let's, let's pray. And this person, instead of praying, starts gossiping about it. Gossip, 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 gossip. The devil will come with pride in the gossip. Are you following this now? The devil comes himself. Oh, when is pride? Devil has entered personally. Because the Bible says pride originated from the devil's heart, not from the flesh of men. You see now, sex originated from the flesh of men. Theft originated from covetousness. Pride originated from the devil. And that's why the higher the principalities are, the less visible they are. Because the most lethal poisons are invisible. So the devil joins the work. And you know what happens? Gossip enters, strife enters. This is what the Bible means by where there is envy and strife, there is every evil work. The evil work don't join at once. They keep, it becomes network marketing. Referral system. Layer upon layer. You get in this. And then sometimes God raises somebody to pray. And instead of the person praying, the person gets up and says, I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this business. Don't leave the place you've been planted in to help recover. Some of you are not in that business for a salary. You're in that business for reformation. You're in that business for revival. You're not in that estate for accommodation. You're in that estate for evangelism. done but is God done because if you are done and God is not done 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 so the number three thing that comes where there is unity 
But there is, you know what happens? If there's unity in this place, once apathy comes in, once apathy comes in, and there's unity in this place, she can feel that this pulse is not as strong as this pulse. The good shepherd who lost one sheep and went looking for the one sheep must have been looking and counting the sheep regularly. Because if you are looking generically at 100 sheep and 97 sheep, you won't see the difference. Because things look alike until they get too bad to deceive you. Come on, somebody. They're going to look the same. It's going to look like the anointing, but it's a man's gift. It's going to look like endorsement, but it's human char charisma. It's going to look like revelation, but it's psychology. Come on, people. It's going to look like it's the oil of God, but not engine oil. And so Paul says, take the more earnest heed. In other words, pay special attention. Pay special attention to these things. Once you begin to feel the energy level dropping at home between you and your wife, two days, three days, we've got to talk about it. Because if Adam and Eve were united, the devil would have no chance. That means Adam and Eve were apart for longer than necessary. And I know that in homes there might be situations where things, people are apart or businesses, but don't leave your partners long enough for the devil to have full-blown conversations with them. You send something between you and your pastor, you and your teammates, you and your team lead, take it to the person. It is not in the character of God to be gossiping or, we don't say gossiping, raising prayer points for people that you've not approached personally. So I noticed this, maybe I'm reading things wrong, but this is what I'm seeing. Could you help me? Are you getting this? Because the Bible says a tale bearer separate as the chiefest of friends. Tight paths. Because somebody said, isn't that interesting how people have made enemies over things that never happened? Number three is not unity. I'll tell you what it is. So once there is unity, they can sense the apathy and they said, this thing is not a part of us. This is why when you see demonic activity, you call them out. Because demons like to hide. And until it's confronted, it cannot be conquered. Call it out. Get out, apathy. Someone say, get out. Say, get You Why are you leaving? The place where God called you to. <laughs> so, number three, I got a close. Thank you. Number three. I have uh, authorization to preach for very long today. It's my wife's birthday. What has that got to do with it? <laughs> I'm just joking. You know, just make excuses to do it. So, today I'm wearing tattoo neck, so uh, my neck is tight, so I want to preach longer to expand. <laughs> All right, let's go. Second, second. Are you guys okay? So all this evil work, you know what happens? They are hidden. Never underestimate the devil's ability to hide. You remember back then when we were kids, hide and seek? You remember hide and seek? When the kids came to your house to play hide and seek, you hid deeper than any other child because you knew where to hide. The devil has been running the earth for, the, for a while, longer than you got here. 
Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. In other words, his Samsung remote cannot change my Sony television. So y'all didn't get that. For the Samsung remote control to change the channel on the Sony, there has to be a chip, a corresponding identifi identification unit. All right, number three thing that comes with unity. Please, let's celebrate everybody. Okay, can you do it with more joy? Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles are rated for time's sake. From verse 12. Uh, you know what? Let me read from verse 13. You can read the whole chapter later. The third thing that comes is in this, in this passage. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound. Somebody say one sound. Trumpeters are not the same thing as singers. Trumpeters blow the trumpet. They use instruments. Singers use the natural instrument. Is that where you are in church today? No, like you were corresponding with a message or something God told you. Hallelujah. So the trumpeters use an external thing. The singers use an internal thing. And many, many times when there is division in a space, in a church, on a team, at home, both people know the sounds they are trying to make. Have you argued with somebody for 35 minutes and I said, that is what I've been saying. But sometimes after you say that, the next day you're it's not the same thing we're saying. No. Because sometimes, because somebody's organ or device or instrument is external, a trumpet will think they're against us. Trumpets sound louder than voices, most voices, right? The fact that somebody is louder than you does not mean the person is against you. It says they made one sound. In other words, both had to make compromises. The, the singers had to make compromise. The trumpeters had to make compromise. The Bible says they were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And they lifted up their voice. Somebody say their voice. Not their voices, but their voice. So trumpeters and singers, they had one voice. With the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying for he's good. For his mercy and just forever. What happened? What happened? What happened? I wish you could get this for me. What happened? Second Chronicles chapter 5. What happened in verse 13? In verse 14 of verse 13. When they were saying his mercy and just forever. Verse 13 says that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. A glory cloud. Verse 14. So that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord Filled the house. I feel like prophesying. When they gathered in one accord, they had sanctified themselves earlier. But when they gathered in one accord and they made one sound, somebody say one sound. The word says that God's glory filled the house. The glory is not the same thing as God himself. The glory is the tangible manifestation of the presence of God. In other words, God can be in a place and his glory is not fully revealed or fully manifested in that place. In other words, there's some of you here who are great singers. But we don't know you're a great singer because your glory has not been revealed. It means your capacity, your ability, it means your essence and your gifts are not on full display. But when you are in a place and people can see you and you begin to sing or 
minister or lead. Your glory becomes unveiled. When the priests sanctified themselves, they were approved. But when they put themselves together, the glory was revealed. God is moving us from approval to glory. He's moving us from endorsement to glory. Let me tell you something. God can be in a place. And some people are still wondering, is God here or not? But his glory cannot be in a place. And people will not know. When glory comes in the room, people lie down on their faces. When glory comes in the room, people forget their titles. When glory comes in the room, people begin to worship. When glory comes in the room, I feel glory rising. And when glory comes in the room, sicknesses are healed without the ministry of the laying of hands because people will begin to see Jesus himself, the physician, moving through the rows and the ranks of the house. When glory comes into the room, the secret questions or answers, questions rather, in the hearts of men and women will be answered. When glory comes in the room, visions are revealed. Power is unlocked. Treasures are opened up. People will traffic and see angelic moves. When glory comes in the room as a function of unity, the oil of God begins to flow. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil upon the head of Aaron running down his beards to the skirts of his garment. Oh, it is like the dew of Hermon upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessed, even life forevermore. When glory is revealed in a place, Nebuchadnezzar will look into the furnace of fire and say, this looks like the fourth man, the son of God. When glory is revealed, God introduces himself. When glory is revealed, you don't have to be his PR manager. You don't have to be his publicist. You don't have to be his PA. You don't have to be his opener. You don't have to be his announcer. The word says the priest could not take over. Listen, there is a dimension of ministry that is hindered because of sin. But there is a greater dimension of ministry that is hindered because of glory. In other words, God will suspend the schedule, rearrange the playlist, change the message, alter the flow, overhaul the calendar. When God's glory comes, I want to tell somebody, the glory of God is altering your life, your timelines, your schedule. The glory of God is shifting things even as we speak right now. My God, fill this room with your glory. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6 in the year that the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord lifted high and mighty and the train of his robe filled the temple. Ah, and the Bible says, I saw cherub and two with six wings where two they flew. And the Bible says, woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips. When the glory of God is on full display, you will see the beauty of his holiness, the brilliance of his glory, the vibrancy of his persona, the aura of his majesty, his sovereign power, his incalculable glory I feel. The glory of God in this place. When glory is in the place, you are no longer in the outskirts of Zion. But Hebrews chapter 12, you have come unto Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the general assembly, to the church of the firstborn, to the blood of the covenant. When glory is unveiled, you are navigating realms in the spirit and climbing heights in a world where eyes cannot see and hands cannot reach. Lord, let there be glory poured forth upon every 
every house, every mind, every heart. Oh, la suketia sabata. Let there be unity, alignment, congruent. Let there be even in the season wherever things are out of place. Let there be. Oh no, Samion Godosia. Glory, hallelujah. Let there be a flow of glory. Let there be a rain of glory. I see rain pouring. I see the glory of God moving and shifting. Somebody shout glory, glory. Somebody shout glory, glory. Somebody shout glory, glory. Glory. Glory displaces people. Glory is the incense for territorial takeover. Glory is the fragrance of heaven. It's the perfume of the Godhead. Glory is the cloud that announces the presence of Jehovah. Arise, man of war. Arise, Jehovah Sabaoth. Stir up. Stir up, stir up. Isaiah says, awake, awake my glory. In other words, even your own glory can go to sleep. But when God's glory comes upon you, it activates dormant glory. It activates dormant glory. It calls for things that were buried. I see glory rising. I see glory. The Bible says there is the glory of the stars and there is the glory of the sun and there's the glory of the moon. God is moving you from the glory of the moon to the glory of the sun. In other words, the glory you had was for a night season. A night season that is now passing away for weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. I sing glory. I proclaim glory all over you, all over you, all over you. You are a carrier of glory, a vessel of glory. You are moving in glory. You are swimming in glory. The glory of God fills your body. No room, no disease, no depression, no infirmity, no glory. Only glory flows through you. Only glory runs through you. Only glory moves through you. Hey, somebody bring in one to two minutes. Stir it up. Stir it up. God is involved. Growth is involved. Glory is involved. And the final thing is good things. Goodness and good things come to a united people. Because when the church was united, the Bible says that they brought possessions to the apostles' feet. They were not taken into apostles' feet, evangelists' feet, doctors' feet, lawyers. No, it was one place. It was one point. There was a credible leadership. There was authentic leadership. And the people believed in the God that placed the people there. My God, let there be upheavals. Let there be shiftings and shakings. Can somebody go into overdrive? Let's break portals of the prophetic. This year, the rest of this year, you're taking territories. You're planting your feet firmly on the good ground of divine purpose you're walking into those places with the seen seeker as souls of men and you're snatching them out of the camp of the enemy the bible says no man takes the good things of a good man of a strong man except if first of all bind the strong man we bind strife we bind division we bind unhealthy rivalry we bind competition we bind misunderstanding we bind misrepresentation. We bind We bind every force of hell. We bind.
behind everything that the devil is throwing in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives and in our families and in our marriages and in our churches oh lord let there be glory yet again let there be glory let there be outpourings of grace leandocosia ibratos oprutas indicato solomoya elibo paratuke endovuza siatama alibo koyo now look for one neighbor and agree with that neighbor let's practice this just one person hold the person by two hands if they let you and begin to pray unity is brought forth disunity is destroyed satanic rivalry is uprooted seeds of strife are plucked out every kind of darkness is overturned with the brilliant light of the glory of God I feel glory now hallelujah People's eyes are opening in this place. The gift of prophecy is activated. Revelation gifts are activated. Mando Koradia Soto, Salamon Shatala, Ekeranon Gratas, Selevo Shoto Goto Bosa. Revelation gifts activated in homes. Revelation gifts activated in businesses. Revelation gifts activated in the church. Revelation gifts activated in teams. Lakonda Bosa. People are seeing, people are knowing. Ratoko Toba Shalanamaya, by the Holy Ghost. Eyes that see, ears that hear, eyes that see, ears that hear, eyes that see, ears that hear. Hallelujah. Now as we close, begin to engage the provisions of those four things. God, show yourself in this life and in this house. God, let your hand be conspicuous. We cannot be called by your name and people don't see your hand, see your finger, see your face, see your glory all over our lives. Let there be imprints of divine life. Let there be imprints of divine strength. Let there be imprints of divine glory. Number two, let there be growth. Let there be growth growth in my mind, in my life, in my body, in my marriage, in my finances, in the works of my hands, in my business, in my outreaches, in my ministry, in my responsibility, in the music team, in the children's church, in the choir, in, in the ushering team, the media team. I grow because I am united in Christ. I grow because she is united. She grows because he is united. He grows because we are united. We grow no more stunted growth. No no more limitation, no more caps. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah
Ohio. Glory. Flood my life with your glory, God. Flood our lives. Let glory precede us. Let glory succeed us. Let glory announce us. Let glory protect us. Let glory move us. Let glory help us. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to thank God for goodness and good things. Good things are looking for you. Raise your hands. Come on. Good things are looking for you. Somebody will say, oh, I have this thing and I thought about you. I have this one and I thought about you. Do you want this one? Do you want the ACs? Are you still looking to buy a car? Are you still looking for accommodation? How about that contract? How about that job? But also favor opportunities, announcement, recognition, platforms, elevated places in God, realms of the prophetic oil from Zion, freshness from the Most High. Good things happen to us. Good things surround us. Good things follow us. Good things precede us. Good things surround us. Good things. Now can you give God praise right now? Can you glorify the God of your salvation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be glory upon Jason. Let there be good things all over this house. Somebody give him praise. Open your mouth, raise your hands, throw back your head. Something has shifted, something has happened, something has turned around. Yeah! Thank you, Father. We receive this. We receive this. Thank you for covering us with your glory. You are due, you are rain, you are everything we need. We are wet with the essence of your presence, with the rain of your presence. We will testify and nations will give you glory because of the fruit our lives will produce. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say many, 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 many. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.